Welcome to the Self-Publishing School Podcast. This is the podcast to listen to if you're an aspiring writer or an author who wants to be more successful. On this show, you'll learn how to write and launch a book successfully, all from the top authors and people just like you who are doing it at the highest level. I'm your host, Chandler Volt, the founder of Self-Publishing School, the author of the book called Published, and the CEO of selfpublishing.com. For free training on how to publish a book that sells 10,000 copies, go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. Hey, Chandler Bolt here, and joining me today is Amy McLaren. Uh, Amy is the author of the recently published book um, called Passion to Purpose. Um, she's also the founder of Lady Strength, her company, uh, and also the co-founder of Village Impact, um, really cool nonprofit that she runs with her husband, uh, Stu McLaren. Maybe you've heard of him. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about um, her book and really doing good with a book. So we'll go behind the scenes on uh, her book and writing, publishing, launching, all that good stuff. But also, and I think what'll be really interesting uh, for some of you listening is or watching is um, how do you how can you do good with your book or your business? That's something I'm really fascinated, Amy, uh, by what you and Stu have done. Uh, with your with kind of the nonprofit arm um, to what you're doing is something I've always wanted to do, but really kind of have no clue <laughs> how to do it. And so I'm really curious to ask you some questions about that uh, in this interview as well. So Amy, welcome. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for having me. So first off, why why did you decide to write this book, and how do you see kind of this book fitting in with your business, with the nonprofit goals that you have, all that good stuff. Yeah. So, you know what? I wasn't one of those people that had um, a book on my vision board to be completely honest. I wasn't someone yeah. that had this thing that I wanted to write a book. Um, it really happened in the last like three or four years. And it kind it came pretty much from when Sue and I would speak a lot on stages, you know, before COVID, <laughs> but talking about um, our charity and how we implemented giving back into our business and our family life, all those kind of good things. And every time I would get off the stage, I would have people come up to me and say, like, I, I really, I, um, I, don't have what it takes to start a charity. I don't have a big business yet. I don't have this or that. And, and after a while, I was like, man, you don't have to wait to have a big business to have an impact. Mm. You don't have to wait mm. to start a nonprofit to have an impact. Like we can have an impact today with our words, how we show up for people. And it really is these little things that can make an impact. And I really believe that we can do that through living our passion um, to create our purpose. So it kind of came from, you know, after having hearing that so many times, and then our mentor, um, Reed Tracy from Hay House had said a few times, Amy, you need to write a book. And I was like, no, no, not yet. I don't feel ready yet. I didn't feel like I had enough to share. And then I think I, I just, I could see people wanting to know how, I mean, like you said, how to have an impact with what we're already doing. Um, so that kind of led into writing and began the journey of the book, which is crazy to think it's been a few years in the making, but <laughs> do, right? They take yeah. a while. Yeah. Well, what was it? What was the tipping point for you? What was the, 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 the kind of the point where you went from, Hey, yeah, I don't really think I want to do that yet to, all right, I'm going to start this process. It was probably like the, you know, the 12th time we're just hearing the same stories again and again. And at first I was like, Oh, you know, that's, you didn't really think anything of it, but then it was the, the same stories from people and it kept me the same thing. And it was, I don't know what event it was, but it was after an event. And I remember saying to Stu, I'm like, okay, 
I want to write something now. Like now I feel like now's the right time. And, um, and I think we're at a right time, not a, there's no ever right time, but I felt like with our nonprofit, we had grown it to a certain level. And I felt like I had some learning lessons along the way with our nonprofit, but also like life lessons and growing our business and things that we had learned that I was really eager for, to share that, but to encourage people to start making a difference today. So I think it, I can't remember the event, but I think it just came to a point where I, the same stories kept showing up yeah. and, you know, when you keep hearing the same things and then I'm like, I got to do something about it. I've got to do yes. something um, about That's, it. And it's, I, I talk about those broken record conversations, right? Mm-hmm. So for anyone listening or watching right now, if, if you're having those conversations in your business and your nonprofit with your speaking, with whatever you're doing, it's probably a sign that you should, you should write a book about that thing. And oftentimes it's funny maybe you experienced this amy that's the thing when people are like okay now it's time to write a book they skip that stuff because they're like oh i'm tired of talking about that stuff so i want to write a book on this other stuff and then but it's like i always say the best way to stop talking about it (laughs) is to write a book on it and then just every time people ask you a question just point to that book as kind of the starting point which i would imagine is kind of how that book fits in how else do you see kind of was this a book just to do a book? And from from that yeah. perspective, was this a, did you see this growing the business? Did you see this growing the nonprofit? Like how does it come yeah. to that ecosystem? So I definitely see it in a lot of different ways. Like, um, like I wrote the book really for, there's kind of like three people I wrote it for. And I know that kind of sounds funny when they say target or the person that you're writing to, but there were really three people that I wrote it for because the first person is like somebody that is, you know, like drifting, they're feeling frustrated, they have no passions, they don't know like where to start. Um, And they're trying all these different things, but they're not sure. And then the second person is someone that's, you know, lost themselves. Um, They put everyone else first. And all of a sudden, 15 years later, they're like, you know, how, how did I get here? Like, this wasn't what I wanted to do, or this wasn't what I intended to do. And the third person that's for is for, you know, someone that is there at a certain point in their life, but not really sure how to integrate giving back into their business or not sure how to have a bigger impact with what they've created. Um, So given those three people, my goal with the book was obviously all the proceeds are going to our store with Village Impact. Um, So we're building our 15th school with the proceeds from the book sales. Um, But it was also as a a message to to those people, to women, to families that, you know, don't ignore what you're passionate about and to follow that. Because I truly believe that when you're following your passion, it can lead to your purpose. It leads to other greater things. So um, I'm the book. Yes, absolutely. Number one was to spread the word for my nonprofit. I mean, being a CEO of a nonprofit or a charity, you're always looking for different ways to fundraise money or um, to get the word out about what we're doing. And then the second part was to, you know, to share our story, to strengthen, you know, relationships with people that we have in our community. Like there's a lot of stories that I have in the book that I've had people say, I didn't realize that that happened or, you know, and it, and it strengthens the bond with our donors, with the community. And then they feel like, you know, they know you more and can trust you more. And um, yeah, so, cause you can't, Nobody knows everything about everyone, right? And not to say that my book has everything, but there are definitely stories in there that we, I, Stu and I hadn't shared, I hadn't shared. Um, so it, it, it helped create and strengthen the relationships that we did have or do yeah, have. That's great. I, I've got so many follow-up questions. I'm going to save those for a little bit later because I think in, in later in this interview, we can get into, all right, kind of a, 
an instruction manual, if you will, for other nonprofits who are thinking about writing a book. But before we get there, I'm curious about how did you how did you structure the book? Because you said all the proceeds go to um, your nonprofit. And just for context, Amy, I, I don't, you probably didn't know this about me, but my first book that I launched with my brother, we did something similar. And to this day, so it was basically the concept was buy one books, save one life. So yeah. all the proceeds went to um, life-saving malaria pills for, for folks in third world countries through a nonprofit that we uh, partnered with. And then to this day, literally the, the Amazon proceeds go directly into that nonprofit's bank account. That's so awesome. it's like kind of this recurring donation. So yeah. is that obviously you're, you're with a publisher, I think, um, mm-hmm. with Hay House, if, I, if mm-hmm. I'm remembering correctly. And so how does that work? Is it, is it all of your author proceeds go directly um, to... Um, to the nonprofit or how have you structured that to kind of have maximum book sales and then maximum money going to the nonprofit? Yeah. So um, our, in talks with our board and me writing the book, we, we were advised and suggested to complete, keep keep it separate. So the book is essentially through my company. Um, And then, so when the royalties come in through the company, they will then be donated to the charity. Um, So that's the way we've worked it. They just felt keeping it separate. Um, as a separate thing. And then donating was the best way to do it. So yeah, the pro the, any royalties or things that come in from the book will come to our, one of our companies, but then they will be returned, be and donated to our nonprofit. That makes sense. One that's tax efficient too. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? It's hard. There's so many yeah. ways to do it. And then they, they just felt as a board, that was the yeah. best way to kind of manage it on that side. Got it. And then anything else created them? I'm, I'm especially asking through the lens of other people who are thinking about because I'm there's probably two groups, maybe two or three groups of people who are listening to this. There's the, the group who's never thought about giving any of the proceeds from their book to charity. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a group which is considering it and kind of like, how do I structure this in the way that's easiest? And then I would and then I would guess the third group is I run a nonprofit and I'm thinking about writing a book to um, to, to, for all the reasons that you said and reasons that we'll get into later. So, um, any other ways that you've structured the launch to drive donations for the nonprofit and kind of through the lens of, for those folks, like the things that you've learned that might be helpful for them? Yeah. So what we did in terms of when we launched the book, we timed it with other events that we had going on. So, um, behind the scenes of the book, this book was actually supposed to be launched last summer. Um, and then obviously COVID hit, things changed. And I was very grateful that we pushed it to this year because being a mom of two young ones and very new COVID times, trying to homeschool and do all these things with a book was like overwhelming, like crazy. Right. So thankfully they pushed it. Um, but we, we had the launch date set with certain times within what was already happening within our business. So originally the launch date of last year was supposed to um, be during one of our donor trips. So when we take some of our donors over to Kenya, um, so we have, um, we still have people coming in March when hopefully we can, but at that point we, you know, we have like a group of 70 people coming over during the launch. So we had stories planned and different like social media strategies that we could use why they're there with me, like having an impact and seeing that, um, schools being built. Um, but what, so we didn't do that, but that was our plan. But then, um, forward to this year, what we did is we placed it in front of my husband's event for tribe. So he had a big membership event happening. So we timed it. So it would launch a week 
um, mm. it, was, it was like five days before. So there was already, you know, traffic and interest coming into different media channels and like their business. And then obviously having the opportunity to be on on my husband's stage or like our stage talking about our family and the business. So we tied it together within that, which was super helpful because it's like getting all the, uh, or bringing together all the things you already have that's existing and putting it together into one um, made for a greater like splash then or a greater launch, I would say. Yeah, that's smart. And, and I think if I'm remembering correctly, I mean, you guys do a big donation push along with that event anyway. So it kind of, it works well in the sense that it's like the book launched, the event's happening, that helps with probably tons of book sales from the event. And then it ties in kind of the full circle when you do kind of the the, the push for donations um, and that sort of thing. Was that yeah, kind of so yeah, totally. So how we structured it, the event that might be helpful to people listening is, you know, for um, the recordings of that event, then we asked to buy so many books or, you know, oh, a dozen cool. books. So then you get cool. a dozen books and then you get the recordings. But what I loved about how we did it is also encouraging people to incorporate giving the books to their members or giving them to their community and the importance of, you know, giving, not only giving gifts, but meaningful gifts and gifts that can help people move forward. So um, I think, I believe Stu did a whole session on, you know, doing that and putting get, have creative ways to give books back. So it it's like the whole messaging, right. Of doing more good, giving back, thinking of others, but all incorporated into the event. So we sold some books that way. And then of course, some people um, bought them for their whole membership. I had a lone lady by like 250 for like all of her members, which is a thing. And um, so it just, it just helped all together that way. But there's so many ways to give the gift of a book. Do you know what I mean? And there's so much value in giving somebody a book, especially a book that's tied to your values or who you are and the story behind it aligns so often with our business or what we're working on. Yeah. It's the, I call it the silent salesman <laughs> that goes out and, uh, uh, and, and brings back advocates for mm-hmm. what you do, uh, which is so powerful on the launch piece, anything else that you did? Or, I mean, you're obviously kind of at the time of recording this coming fresh off the launch, uh, anything else that you did and, and or anything else that was kind of the biggest mover of books during the launch? Yeah, so we did, um, we had that existing event already set up, but we did do an online event um, that we had like Passion to Purpose Live, where I interviewed several um, women that are having an impact in their business. Um, we've done that. And there's the book club that I'm starting next week. And that's um, going to be once a week. But then a fun thing is we created a whole resource that has um, how to create your own book club. So it's like ideas on creating your own book club, but then we themed it under um, like Amy's style. So in there was like all of my favorite teas, like how to create my favorite snacks and like my favorite smoothies. So it's like, it was themed a different way. Um, You know, it was just was your average one. It was like stuff about myself to kind of connect again with the audience that are reading it. Um, Mm. So we've done that. And then of course, like the yeah, interviews and podcasts and all that good stuff. Yeah, cool. And and talk to me about the book club component. How are you structuring that? How are you being, how, how do you see that strategically driving not only readership of the book, um, but kind of long-term book sales? Yeah, so the way we've decided to structure it is I will go live once a week starting next week mm-hmm. and we'll do um, 
section by section. So in the book, there are these seven steps that I have. So it'll be for seven weeks and it'll be alive. This more like um, behind the scenes, you know what I mean? There's the, the, the stuff within that section, but also the inspiration of what, um, why I wrote that part of the book and a little about me behind the scenes. <laughs> so I like to build again, that relationship with my readers and explain a little more. Um, so then my hopes is, and what we've had happen is where you know, groups of people have already formed their book club and they watch the live together and then they go to the prompts that I've created in the um, book club pack. Um, so it's kind of like a mix of behind the scenes, the stuff within the book, but then again, focusing on building the relationship. And I think at the part, that's the end. The big goal of mine is like, I know people are going to read the book, but I want, and they'll feel like they know me in some sense, but I, I want to build that relationship with the women and with the men mm. reading it to help them you know, move forward with what they're passionate about and help them create that impact. Yeah, that's awesome. And, mm -hmm. and then you said you've got the component where you're kind of teaching people how to run their own book club. Um, how do you see this? Is this recorded? And then will this live on post? the live session or how yeah. do you see the book club component? So we're going to, yeah, we're going to do it. Um, this is our plan. I've never done it before. So we'll see. But like, we're going to do it on Instagram live and on Facebook live. And then I have, um, I have a couple of communities that I run. So we'll pop the live in there too, obviously, and then email it out as well. Um, and that's where, that's what the plan is for that anyway. Yeah. And then will that live after the seven weeks or how to, do you have any thoughts on how you, how can you, you can utilize the book club to sell books after the kind of the live session? Yeah, I think what we're going to do is once we've done that, we're going to um, not relaunch the book, but then maybe do another book club, but just go deeper, like in with maybe one whole group and just myself. Um, cool. but for now, it's, we're trying to encourage and trying to encourage people to buy and get together with their friends, writing groups. Yeah. Um, and then we might relaunch it in a different way. Um, based on how this goes with what we're doing for next week. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, let's switch gears a little bit. I want to talk about the non, um, you know, nonprofits, writing books and building a nonprofit arm, all that stuff. What's your take on just uh, nonprofits writing books? Like, should, like, do you think it's something that nonprofits should do? I mean, you're kind of, it sounds like you contemplate it and now you've done it. Like, are you glad that you did it? Like any other thoughts for, yeah, for no, nonprofits I who are watching and thinking? Yeah, no, I, you know what, I think writing a book, it definitely was a little harder than I thought, but then at the same time, it was relaxing and, and comforting in a way to share the stories, because I think every nonprofit, just like a business, has an amazing story behind it, right? Like, everyone has a story, and everyone has a unique story, and I think writing and sharing about that um, is so powerful, and like I said, it like connects people, and people feel more aligned with you, and maybe understand you more, so I think yeah, absolutely. It, it doesn't hurt. And I think it, it helps, like it helps get the message out. It helps get, get the story out. Um, yeah, I, I would, now I've done it. I, um, I think it's good. <laughs> like, it's just another avenue, right? Because I think about, you know, people are so quick these days to jump online. They see something, they get a story, but they never know the whole story. And I think a book gives you a chance to share that whole story and share those things that are um, meaningful to you because, People can look, but they don't dig very, very deep, right? Or they see something online, but then doing that book gives you that chance to share the whole piece. Yeah. It's so interesting because I feel like, you know, we always talk about it self-publishing. So it's like, how do you use a book to grow your business? And three ways you do it, you use the book to get more leads, 
more sales, yeah. more referrals. And I, I feel like it kind of translates with the nonprofit side of things. It's like you get more people who have never would never have heard of this nonprofit if they wouldn't have found the book. Exactly. And then there's the, the more sales component, I think is like increasing your lifetime value of a donor because they feel like kind of like you were saying at the beginning of this interview, they feel more connected mm-hmm. be, beyond just the, Oh, I found this nonprofit. It's cool. I believe in what they do. It's like, no, now I know the story and mm-hmm. I feel deeply connected. And then the referral piece I feel like is, Oh, and, and, this is why I'm passionate about this. Let me give this book to someone else versus, hey, you should also donate to this nonprofit. It's like, feels yeah. like a, a, a kind of a stair stepper for people to, to pass the word on. Is that kind of how you look? Yeah, at it? absolutely. And, you know, as leading a nonprofit, it's, you know, you always obviously want to collect donations and, and grow the impact that you're having, but building that relationship, you know, with our donors over time is so important to us. It's like, you know, consistently building it and nurturing it and showing the impact that they're having over time. So doing creative and different things like this keeps that relationship alive. It keeps it moving. Like they, you know, they want to be part of it. Like we've had so many of our donors share about the book, um, especially ones that have been with us forever because they've seen the story and they've seen what's happened. And um, it's just been really helpful for that as well. How do you see that fitting in long-term the book? Like do you integrate it in? Is it like, is it something that you give to new donors? Is that like, how how do you, how do you see integrating long-term to help the nonprofit grow? Yeah. So we've, um, we've kind of uh, put it in a couple of different ways. So um, as many, maybe some of the listeners know, I run the nonprofit, but I also have a few other businesses I've run. So we, um, my husband and I are giving a copy of the book to every new member that comes on for his membership. Um, his membership, not membership software, like his membership that he runs, right? So every new person that comes in, they ship out a book. Um, So that'll be a way that we're using that over the next few years. Um, Another way is, I mean, when we get a certain donation, it'll be packaged and sent out to people donating so that they can hear more. Um, And then we've kind of taken out pieces of the book to share within our community. Do you know what I mean? Because you, I mean, you know, there's so much content within a book that you can pull out and use those different stories to share in different ways. Um, so it's been interesting seeing within the book, what stories really resonate with our readers and what ones didn't and, you know, how we can use those in our, in our marketing for their nonprofit, but then also to share with our community as well. So definitely through the memberships we have already existing and then, um, to new donors and people donating when they come in as well or into our circle. Cool. That's smart. That's really smart. Hey, Chandler Bolt here. I hope you're loving this episode so far. It's time to go from inspiration to implementation. All right. So if you've learned something, we want to help you implement what you've learned with your book. So what I want you to do right now is go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a publishing consultation with one of the experts on my team. We'll talk about your goals for your book, your dreams, your challenges, your next steps, and we'll start putting together a plan. All right, so go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a call with the team. Let's see how we can help with your book. It's time to implement. And it's it's really cool to see because I I guess I hadn't really thought about it much until I was preparing for this conversation. And then just as we're talking is how many, uh, you know, how many how many big nonprofits have created books to share a methodology, right? Whether mm-hmm. it's 
think Scott Harrison with Charity Water has his. And then I loved how you tied in with your book description on Amazon. It was, uh, forget, it was like the promise of a pencil uh, meets some uh, some other carry um mixed with carrie green's um book as well and that's it's funny because i it really is in the sense that like yes i have a nonprofit, but between my husband and i we have four other companies that we run as well so it's like our life is always business nonprofit, mixed with parenting that i feel like it's always kind of mixed in no matter how many times you try in some sense to separate our businesses they are all linkedin like our one of our businesses donates our um overhead for our nonprofit, so they donate a chunk every year and so and that's always been our goal is to yes we've got to keep them separate for obviously accounting and all those things but at the same time they're all mixed in like they're all connected like the giving back piece is connected to the other businesses and and that's what it's the book with like, you know, following what you love to do and then use it yeah. to do more good. Stu's obsessed with memberships. That's all like he yeah. lives, breathes and eats memberships and what he teaches on. So yeah. we've incorporated what his love is to giving back and that's donating back to our nonprofit. Yeah, that's cool. And so you guys have, uh, it sounds like the one kind of like the one, to, I don't know what they call it, yeah, but like the one, one-to-one model or, or the, that's not, it's not the one-to-one model. It's basically where the overhead's covered. So a hundred percent of the donations go to the, um, to yeah. the work that you're doing. Is that kind of how it's structured? Yeah. So his, um, the company that manages his big membership course tribe and some other things, they donate about 200,000 a year, um, every year. And then that goes towards our overhead costs. So then it allows all the donations to come in, to go to where, um, to go to where they should and not be held up with expenses yeah. for that stuff. So. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and so a couple other questions on that. Um, I think my camera is glitching. So on the YouTube side of things, oh, that's okay. Funky. Um, uh, but uh, so a couple of the questions on that, and I guess really in, in terms of the using a book to grow or, or sorry, um, starting a nonprofit arm for your business. So I'm really curious, I, I guess, two part question. Um, how, like, how do you know as a business owner, if you should donate to other nonprofits, right? That's, that's what we do at self-publishing school. And that number just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger <laughs> as we grow. And it's like, yeah. well, hold up, should we start our own? Or how do you, like, how do you know whether you should just donate to others versus start your own? And yeah. I got a bunch of other follow-ups, but maybe that is a starting point. Yeah. So, you know what, when I started my nonprofit, I remember, Um, I mean, it was messy at the start when we first started helping in El Salvador and Ghana, we were running things through our business, paying taxes on it and not really sure how to start a charity. So I was Googling like mad, how to start a charity in in Canada. Like, what do I do? Cause I have no idea. I didn't know anybody that had a charity. And I remember having a great conversation with his name's Mark and he's a lawyer out of Toronto. And he said to me, he's like, Amy, he's like, you can start a charity. Absolutely. He's like, or you can start a foundation. And he's like, it's up to you. And I'm like, well, what's the difference? And he's like, well, if you start a charity, you have to have a board of directors. It's a lot like a corporation in a sense, you're running a business and it is, it's a full other, like many people know it's a full other business. I mean, I have a board of directors. I have it. I just finished my year end. We have accountants, like it's a full machine (laughs) that runs. Right. And then a foundation is just a little less, you can't give tax receipt and there's not as many obligations with boards and things like that. So he kind of said to me, he's like, if you're going to do a charity, just realize that 
it is a bigger undertaking and there's nothing wrong if you wanted to help other causes or donate or go for other causes, that's okay too. And um, for me, I've, that was what I was drawn to. Like to me, I've always, I wanted to start it. Like it was an, it was a project I was interested in. I was, I, I legit wanted to start it. So I think it has to come down to what you know, what feels right for you as an owner of that company? Like, do you want to take on another leg for that? Because you just have to be aware that, you know, if you have a team, you can do it, but there's a lot of like, not responsibility. Well, yes, responsibility, I guess, but it is like starting another business. Like it's a whole other level of responsibility for, you know, just all the little things that come with the day-to-day of it. So um, I think it has to come down to the person that owns Mm. the company and what they want to do. And if you have a team that is, you know, big enough that can kind of take on those responsibilities and help you with it, then that's awesome. But then there's also so many people doing so many great things. Like I know as a, um, as an owner of a nonprofit, we still partner with so many organizations on the ground in Kenya. Like we partner with the government, Mm. we partner with other organizations for things that we're not, not good at because Mm. we just staying in our lane and like our lane is the building the schools. And then we work with other organizations to do other things, but I think it just really, like I said, comes down to what you're able to do and what you, you know, what you want to do or what you feel is the best calling for yourself. And, and I want to say too, that it, there's so many ways to make an impact, right? Like it doesn't have, it doesn't have to be necessarily a nonprofit. Like you could have an impact with your team by, you know, going out and holding the door open for everybody every day. Like there's the littlest things that you can yeah. do that could still have an impact with your team or people um on your community like going out and writing sticky notes of like inspiration words and leaving them on doors like there's just so many creative ways to give back and make people feel good because at the end of the day that's what it's about it's making people feel good seen and heard and that's having an impact too so not to discount that part of giving back as well no doubt and i think that's that's i think from what i understand is the is the underlying message of the book Mm -hmm, absolutely yeah and so a quick follow-up on the foundation versus uh, charity or nonprofit. Um, so it sounds like for folks considering between the two, um, charity or nonprofit, another business, <laughs> you're basically, you're starting another business, you have yeah. a board, you have all these things. Um, uh, and so a, a lot of additional work sounds like the upside is there's tax advantages or, you know, you can give, if people donate, you can give them a tax yeah. receipt, but then is, is, did I hear correctly that on the foundation side of things, it's less work and maybe, or it's, it's, I guess, less red tape or, uh, you know, things that you have to have set up, but then it seems like a big downside is that you can't give tax receipts to donations into a foundation. Yeah. So, and I mean, I just want to say like, I, this has been a long time since I had that conversation. So things may have changed, but there definitely is a difference. And I know with a foundation, you can't give those tax receipts. Um, but then, you know, what's fascinating for us as an organization, like we're Canadian, obviously, and we've had this conversation to open up a U.S. leg of our charity because like 89% of our donors are from America, like they're Americans. So we've had this conversation many times in the last couple of years. But we've, we've kind of gone away from it again, because we partner with, we actually partner with Hay House and their foundation. So Mm -hmm. anybody that has large donations go through Hay House, they get a receipt from them, and then they send it to us. And the way we've also kind of gotten over that bump of no receipts for our American friends 
is that we do exchanges. So we may offer a mastermind and um, something that before is like a mastermind with Stu for mm. three days and people come up before COVID have mastermind with Stu, but donate for that time to spend with Stu and the money goes to the charity. So then you don't have to give it a receipt because they're getting a gift in exchange for that. So that's the way we've kind of gotten over that little bump in the last few yeah. years, but we are considering it. We're just still kind of floating down the pot, floating around the positives and the negatives and all that good yeah. stuff. Yeah. And I, I know we're really getting into the weeds here, but I feel like this is, I feel like there, there's at least a small pocket of people this is going to be really helpful for, um, uh, which is, so what was your thought process behind being in Canada and, and knowing that you would have a lot of donors in U.S.? setting that setting up the nonprofit in Canada. And it sounds like does that does that prevent you from being able to give tax receipts to US based donors? It sounds like yeah. So we I mean being Canadian, I um it started in Canada. I mean we live yeah. in Canada and that's yeah. I I just never I guess I never really thought that we would have so many American based um yeah. donors. But the thing is over the 10 years since we built the nonprofit, our other businesses have grown and a lot of that comes, you know, our client base for our other businesses are American. So um, it's definitely a conversation we're having within our board, but the creative ways that we've kind of overcome that with how we fundraised and like um, doing the masterminds or recordings yeah. for different things and getting the funds in that way has, has worked. And then we've also created a membership site <laughs> called Audience Builder Academy where people come into the membership and they learn how to build their audience and then they pay every month, but that money then goes to the charity. So that's just uh, another way we've, so we have, we have almost cool. 600 members in this membership and it's generating almost $40,000 a month of recurring revenue for our nonprofit. And that is built through, you know, using what we already know and the passions that we have and what's available to us right now um, in terms of our business and what we're familiar with. <laughs> That's so interesting and so smart. I love that. And and so fast forward to today, this book is helping. Uh, I think you said build the fifteenth school. Yeah, and, it's our fifteenth uh, school. Kind of crazy, fifteenth school. Yeah. Yeah. So and, it'll, and, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, go ahead. I, um, yeah. So it's our fifteenth school. It'll be an all girls school. Our first all girls school, and cool. that came from our community on the ground and what yeah. they thought would be best suited for this community we're helping. So we partner with every school we build, we partner with the government and they sustain them and provide the teachers and the principals. And we come in with the community and the community helps build it. Um, but mm. our, our biggest part is the construction of the school. Cool. And then it is run by the government and the teachers there. Cool. That's awesome. Yes. And how many students impacted so far? I think we're over 5,000, like 5,200. Yeah, every school has anywhere from 300 kids and our biggest one has almost 700. That's amazing. That's Unbelievable. Crazy. That's awesome. Well, hey, I got a couple, we're, we're kind of at, um, at, at the home stretch here. So I got two final questions uh, and then we'll wrap up. Um, this is a random question. And, yeah. uh, and, and uh, but I'm really curious about it. And, and um, so I, I grew up, you know, my brother plays in this Grammy nominated rock and roll band called Need to Breathe. Oh, that's cool. He's older than me. Um, and I just remember growing up and people were like, oh, you're, you're Seth's brother. Right. And, 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 and just like, I always, and I would, it would just, it would piss me off. And I'm like, no, I, I am my own person and I'm doing amazing things. Yeah. And I think parallel here, it's like, I can only imagine with Stu's stuff and the business and all that, like you felt that in some way. 
have you in any other, and I know that's a weird question. You don't have to answer it if you want to, no. but, but like, have you, and what would be your, your advice? Cause I think it relates to the message of your book to other people who feel that way where they feel like, Oh, I'm kind of like it can, I, someone can say, Oh, you're so-and-so's wife or you're so-and-so's brother. And it's like really kind of claiming your own identity in that. Yeah. You know, yeah. So it's funny. Obviously my husband is pretty well known in the online space. We, he's been around for a while. Um, but it's, yeah, I get, I do get that all the time. Oh, you're, you know, you're Stu's wife. You're Stu. And it's, it's never really, for me, I've, I've, I've never, um, it's never really like, I've been like, oh yeah, I'm Stu's wife. Like that's, that's great. But we've, I've, I'm thankful. I mean, we have an amazing relationship and we joked about it and he's, he's always been the one pushing me to be more front facing. Cause I'm not, I'm not, I, I like being behind the scenes. I like keeping the ship moving forward. I, I, and I even said that to the other day, I'm like, I don't know, maybe I should just, you know, go back to doing my still really great work, but being behind the scenes. So, um, it's yet yeah, it has been for me to come forward and to promote this book and to share all these stories is um been challenging but so rewarding as well and it's i've learned so much more about myself in this whole process of like writing it and doing these interviews and and getting out there and um and i mean he's been really supportive and we joke yeah i don't know if that answers your yeah. question now i'm like does that answer your question I think so. Yeah. And I, I think it really helps because I would say the same about my brother is like when that person is really supportive it, it, yeah. it, and, and kind of your biggest champion or cheerleader, it, it makes it so much easier to be like, yeah, like we're, we're a team. Yeah. And it is. And we are, you know, it's funny because, and he, I mean, he shared this about us too before, like we truly are a team. Like we joke all the time that we wouldn't be where we were if we weren't working together to accomplish our common goals that we have, because you know, Stu runs a couple of pretty big companies. And to be honest, I shared this on another interview. He he's hopeless with details. Like he will like he sucks at details. And it's always, it's me that comes in behind and like talks to the lawyers, talks to the <laughs> going. And he's just like, where's yeah. my one page? And it's like, but it's, it's me doing that. Yeah. But in this, in the fair thing for him too, like he's got that mind of a strategic and big picture and like, and he's very talented at that. And we've always said to each other in our relationship, we've got to, we stay in our lanes and we stay yeah. at what we're good at individually, but then good at as a team, but then are always kind of cheering each other on. And he's always pushed for me to do more front facing things, but I've been the one that's like, no, I'm okay. Um, yeah. So it's a mix of all kinds of things, but. That's cool. That's cool to see. And it's funny to hear the, the parallels back to that same brother. They have him and his wife run it's bolt farm tree houses it's like these luxury romantic uh getaways but it's yeah. kind of the same dynamic uh where he's the visionary uh yeah. and she's uh what is she she's a, the lady boss that kind of through <laughs> is like true. all right let's make sure the deadlines are hit all that stuff yeah well so, if we do right you work to you, you accomplish so much more when we work together and yeah um yeah we've just we've always done it together yeah. that way and he knows and I know what I do and he does his thing and I do my thing and we make it work <laughs> yeah that's great hey a couple final questions because I know we're running right up on time here what um what would be your parting piece of advice knowing what you know now I mean you just completed this you said two three year book process you're uh, you know almost on the other side of the launch what would be your advice to the Amy from three years ago and all of the other Amy's who were thinking about writing their first book yeah, you know what I would say, and this has come up a couple of times, like just thinking about that question was 
when I was writing the book, there's so many times in our life or like teachable moments that you have that maybe you think like isn't helpful or is not helpful for anybody. And when I was going through this, I realized that maybe some of the moments that, you know, didn't seem like a big deal to me as actually helped so many people. And I think when you, if you're thinking about writing a book or going through, it's like, don't discount those small stories and don't discount those small things because those often end up being the really big connection points with your reader that you didn't think were a big deal. But, you know, when reading and going through and editing it and talking to other people and like sharing stuff in their feedback, it's a lot of little stories in there that I was like, oh, that's, people won't want to know that, but they've been truly the ones that I get DMs about or like emails about that I wasn't even going to put in there because I thought they were insignificant and yeah. they're truly some of the biggest things. So yeah. So don't discount the small stories or the little mm. things that to put in your book. Mm. That's awesome. Amy, this has been so great. Uh, where, where can people go uh, to buy the book? I mean, we're, we're still coming off the heels of kind of the big launch push. So where can they buy the book and where can they check out more about you, your business, your nonprofit, all that good stuff. Yeah. So you can get the book at passionofpurposebook.com. And we have a whole bunch of like bonuses and different things you can get in there. And then we also have, um, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm more active on Instagram than Facebook, but um, Amy Dow McLaren. And then also, of course, Village Impact on all the social platforms you'll be able to find there. Awesome. Well, Amy, thank you so much, guys. Um, grab the book, um, support the nonprofit. They're doing amazing work. Uh, and you can hear about that work and, and learn about how you can make an impact in this book as well. So Amy, thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for watching or listening to this episode of the Self-Publishing School Podcast. I know there's so many places that you can be spending your time. There's other podcasts that you could be listening to, YouTube channels that you could be watching. Uh, so thank you so much. It means the world. Now, I want you to do three things right now if you found this episode all right, number one, I don't know if you know this, but we've got a YouTube channel. It's a companion channel to this podcast. All the video versions of the episode are on the YouTube channel. So number one, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Number two, if you're listening to this podcast, wherever, whether this is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, number two, I want you to subscribe to this podcast right now so you don't miss a future episode. Uh, and then number three, this is probably the most important uh, leave a review on the podcast. All right. Reviews are super important and help the podcast get discovered by other people. Uh, so number three, leave a review on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next episode. If you're on the fence about scheduling a publishing consultation call with my team, maybe you're not quite ready uh, for that. I've got some free training that I think will be really helpful for you. All right. All you have to do is go to register to sign up, go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. When you do, you're also going to get a free digital copy of my new book published. And on that training, you're going to learn the next step. So how to implement with your book. So how to write, how to publish, how to launch successfully. So go to register right now at selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. I'll see you there.